Ciao, everyone. Ciao, ragazzi. It's the Milan Guys podcast, episode 30, post-Milan Roma. We uh, kind of decided that, you know, after a match, it's kind of a great time to uh, talk with Milanisti, especially after a win. Um, you know, Milan Roma, 2-1 Milan, huge win in the capital at the Stadio Olimpico. I'm here with uh, TMG Umbi, TMG Mark, and TMG Mike. Uh, Mike, how's it going, man? Long time. I don't think you've been on the podcast for six years. <laughs> this is the perfect time to make a return, <laughs> man. After after an incredible game, to say the least. One of the most entertaining, annoying back-and-forth games I've witnessed in recent time from the Rossoneri. But it was all worth it at the end, right? No, exactly. I totally agree. Um, TMG Mark, you here? All right, he's not here. Awesome. Thanks, TMG Mark. And TMG Umbi, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? No, we can't hear you. <laughs> not here. Yeah, we uh, can't hear you, Mark. <laughs> we can't hear you. Um, guys, this is going it's on? a huge win. Yeah, Can you guys hear me? No, no we don't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we can't hear you. Um, guys, this is going on? Yeah, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yo, you're echoing, Mark. What's going on over there? Oh my god! What the hell's going on? Okay, that was that was like for, the uh, summary of the first yeah, ten minutes well, of that, that game. That was the first ten minutes right there. I, go, I think Marco's in a windstorm or something over there. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, Andrew, big win from Milan, huge win. Andrew, like massive three points. I mean, how many times have we seen Milan drop points? Um, for, you know, at, to Roma, Lazio. You know, back in the last five six years, huge. Um, TMG Mark is gone, so who knows what's going on over there? We'll just keep it going. Show must go on. Uh, you know what? We'll go with some quick thoughts. TMG Umbi, what do you think? You know, just uh, three quick thoughts on the match. Two one Milan win. What do you think? Number one thought: I'm happy Pioli showed us his balls and decided to drop the worst player on our starting XI today for arguably our best defender since January. Um. Or should I say best center back? Actually, no, I'm going to stay with best defender since January. And, you know, Hakan, again, not helping not helping himself out with a terrible performance. And, you know, Pioli's, Pioli's shutting up uh, some Milan fans right now. He's doing some good work. Today he was, he, he had to prove it. And, and, uh, and he did big, big boy moves. Up, uh, some Milan fans right now. He's doing some good work. <laughs> Okay, honestly, I think we're gonna have to kick Mark like Mark off the the pod because he's just echoing. I'm not sure what's going on over there. Um, I think he's here, but okay. What's your third your third thought on the match, Ruby? Uh, oh, the third one was that Pioli actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the third one was that Pioli uh, was actually actually did something right today. Like he must have been reading me on Twitter lately. Yeah, no. If you if you read me on Twitter, he'd be we'd be last. We'd be in relegation zone. Screw that. No thanks. <laughs> No, grazie. Uh, if we if you were me on Twitter, and you know, before we even start the show and what we're going to talk about, for all of you who tweeted out that Rebic and start a big match, are you guys crazy? Like, are you actually nuts? To like, Rebic is the best option we have on, especially on the left side. He's he's aggressive. He's quick. You know, he he looks like Khabib, and like, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with playing Rebic, especially in a match against Roma, who. We know they don't have a you know a great defense and a great. I wouldn't say their midfield's fantastic either. And you saw in that first half, Rebic, every time he ran out, and they were scared. Um, pretty pretty simple to see that, I think. 
Yeah, he, uh, you can't you can't not start Rebic. No, like no. he's he's our best option by far on any wing. Yeah, if like, Rebic is yeah, if Rebic is happy or sorry, happy healthy, um, you're starting him. You he's starting. Start you can't start off Leao. He gets tired after ten minutes of running. He's busy know. in the studio. Uh, yeah, he's he's a, dude, he's a spark plug. He's the the <laughs> guy for the last thirty minutes. Yeah, I, wish he, I wish you. I wish Leal was a spark plug, but he, unfortunately, <laughs> he's a spark plug missing some like wire, some like connection to him. All his efforts in the booth right now. Uh, we'll go to TMG Mike. TMG Mike, let's, let's go with three different thoughts you had on the match, like different from um, from Umbi. What, what do you? Well, what do you think? <laughs> I apologize. I am gonna. I'm gonna steal one of his because I completely agree, and it'd be harsh not to. Touch on it is purely having the big Paulinis, the big uh, the big the big cojones to drop uh, Romagnoli, the captain, and start Tamori. It is kind of funny, like we're saying, you almost you would think that he was listening to me on Twitter this entire week. But um, all jokes aside, obviously it ended up being the right decision. This is suck, yeah, because Romagnoli's been here for a while. You want him to see him do well. He's been through the trenches with us, so. He's a captain as well, but at the end of the day, it's about performances, right? It doesn't matter what player you are on this team. The Milan of the past only cares about performances, and that's kind of inherited in our DNA. It's not banter anymore where it's, you know, you could be playing terrible and just score one screamer in training and you get to play the next 10 matches. No, I don't care who you are. If you're not performing, you don't step on that pitch, or at least you don't start for that matter. Um, it was good to see Pioli do that. Obviously, it was a big risk for him regardless because if Tamori drops a stinker, then, you know, everyone's going to be in riots and then, oh, uh, should have been Kalulu or whatever, all this kind of crap. Um, Number two, I love the energy they came out with. Obviously, in the first 10 minutes, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about, I'll just say something quick about it. Obviously, it was an insane start. Had three goals all ruled off, but it was the approach and the mentality they went into that game. They didn't, you know, wait for Roma to score to kind of wake up and then ease themselves or have a Pioli Ibra halftime death threat speech. They came out hungry and they came out ready. And uh, the third the third thing I would praise this match is their control, you know, after Vertu scores a great goal, they right away are looking for the second. You know, we were talking, we need a third, obviously, because that's just the Milan thing. We always need five or six because we can never be safe with a one-goal lead. But I was really impressed how they handled um, holding the lead in the dying minutes, kind of, you know, parking the bus. It's not easy to do. We've seen Milan could score, uh, concede so many goals, you know, in the dying minutes. We still do, but um, it was very nice to see them control the game. Roma had some chances at the end, but overall, um, they executed. So I'm very happy. Yeah, you know what? I think um, I agree with with both your points. I think you know, and I, I love Romagnoli. Like I'm a big Romagnoli guy, and I still am. Like I'm not I'm not prepared to sit here and slander you know the Capitano who was you know here since I, I, I'll never forget when he debuted. I think it was against Sassuolo in the preseason. It was like a preseason of the stupid tournament. Oh, the Coppa Italia. No, no, no. Coppa Team. No. Coppa Team. Coppa Team. Coppa Team. And it was like in August. And I remember he debuted for it. And like, wow, like Romagnoli, you know, from Roma, 25 million. And, you know, he's grown. You can see he's grown. He's matured. Um, I think, you know, ever since he got hurt, uh, he's been a bit, he's been pretty poor. So obviously there's there's a pattern there. There's something to the injury. Maybe he's not 100% still. Maybe his body's uh, – I'm not going to make excuses for him, but obviously the way he was playing is not like him because he's always been our kind of a rock. Um, yeah, I agree. So I'm not yeah, – He's been I'm, our iron man. Yeah. I'm not I think also too – Sorry, I'm just going to throw this in no, since no we're on the worries. topic. Um, I think 
<clears throat> sorry, I think this is um, something that we've been all kind of saying for a while now, where it's like, um, obviously, Thiago Silva left a while, well before Romagnoli came on, but we were always saying, you know, when Romagnoli joined, what, I think it was 2015 or 2014, yeah, um, the, the kid, the, at the time the kid was young, like, he, he had a lot of promise, but he needed that anchor beside him, you know, I, I hate the, but like, a Chiellini or a Bonucci or... or for that matter, Thiago Silva, like someone, someone, someone to show him the ropes, someone to be like, hey, you know, I've gone through this. Um, I know I'll show you the ropes and kind of pass on the torch. Whereas to his credit, he's had to do that on his own. And that's why he was doing so well for so long. And even prior to the injury with Kid, like they were starting to form a really good partnership. We we're like, okay, this is our, our center back combo. Like it's working. And then I guess after the injury, again, we don't know if it's that's harping him. Is he just in a bad rut of form? We, again, we don't know. Hopefully he gets out of it and start performing because at the end of the day, as great as tomorrow he's been, and hopefully we will be able to have the funds to redeem him. At the end of the day, if we're aiming for Champions League glory, right, or rather to be in the competition, you need, as we all know, a great rotation of center backs. So whether Tomori ends up starting, you still need uh, to have Romagnoli or Tomori on the bench. Romagnoli starts for your Coppa Italias, for your Super Copas, for your Champions League latches. You need the good rotation. So. Um, hopefully he can pick up form because we still need him. It's not, oh, hey, Tamori's here, sell Romagnoli to fund Tamori. No, we, no. We, we need to keep both, and hopefully Romagnoli picks up form. That way we can have a deadly rotation because Kier, Tamori, Romagnoli, and I guess I'll throw in Kalulu and Gabi. Yeah, everyone, Gabi forgets, as well. everyone forgets that Gabi is back too. Like That is a really, like if you really think about it, that is pretty damn solid considering the absolute meme defenders we'd have. Uh, over these past few years, so like this is some, and then obviously, don't forget Teo, Calabria, Kalulu, the lot's crap, but nonetheless, we'll find someone. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, Milan's defense has been terrible for years, and now it's honestly yeah. one of our strong suits. It's and finally, I'll, yeah, it's yeah, I'll throw, in, I'll, throw in, uh, I'll throw in Donnarumma there as well because obviously, he's part of the defense, right? He's obviously incredible, he but saved that, us. so that's what I'm saying, man. The, the, if Romagnoli could just get out of this funk, oh man, we'd be so set defensively, but I still got hope for the guy, I got hope. Uh, I, I again, I'm not gonna. I, I don't like on Twitter how people just slender. They're like they're, they're very quick. Like I, me on Twitter is very quick to to go after players, right? Like that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Milan, there's a lot of big expectations. So if you play one bad match, like you're gonna get. It, like you look at a lot of players, right? When when Benacer started at Milan, he like a lot of people said. I mean, and to be fair, like you know, Twitter is for free opinion. Like if he's playing bad, Milanese are going to say, don't start this man. Don't put him on the field. And when Benacer started, you know, he was yellow card merchant. Every, every game, he got a yellow card, people yellow card, yellow card. And it was okay. Like maybe this guy isn't as good as we thought he was from, um, from Ampoli. But uh, I don't like, and even Kessie too. Like uh, how many people wanted to sell Kessie? Before oh, right away, like, yeah, everybody they were won. both I, crap I, when they like, came. Yeah, ever... you're right. You're right. But I've always loved Kessie personally. I've always thought he's a very important player, and I always said that you don't sell guys who can play sixty sixty matches for you every single year. Kessie is plays, an Iron Man. Yeah, yeah but he, yeah, he's Iron literally an Iron Man. Man. He's literally an Iron Man. He plays sixty matches a year, and he's very resilient. And man, did you guys see today when it was late in the match, and he just he got the ball on the on the left side on Pioli's side there, and he he was like walking with it, and no one. No one took the ball off of him. Like it was just like he just walked and just chipped it over the guy's. You know what it is? He's not. 
he's not even that he's super technical like he, he's great with his feet like obviously he's not world class with his feet but he's a guy who knows what his strengths and weaknesses are so he knows that hey i can't dribble off around everybody but he's incredible at shielding the ball and not, like your to your point luca about talking uh about like um stealing the ball off and no one could take it off because he's so good at shielding but also using his body yeah no he, he is and that, that's where he's strong and and like I think Veratu is a good player for Roma. Like I think he's a very good midfielder. Yeah, and again, he, sh- he should be in our midfield. Yeah, we should. We, we could have got him. Remember, it was a battle between us and Roma. Uh, yeah, I swear. Yeah, I swear. And, uh, I remember yeah. reading Milan won the the auction. Yeah, we, we actually. Did, I thought. I thought we did too. And then, uh, then Roma. Roma in. were in Champions League that year, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, they were, and we weren't. Simple as that. Yeah, um, obviously. But I think like a guy like Kevin, a guy like Cassie, you know, against a midfield like that, like you know, like VR was like a pretty atrocious for Roma today, like Gonzalo VR. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, it was kind of like men versus boys. Like I think Cassie, like I think Cassie and even Tonali had had their way with uh, with him. And and with Roma, they play a weird, like a different formation, right? They play a three four two one, and they were playing like the the um, without Jeco, they're playing the. With Borja. With Borja. They're playing with like a false. They're playing with Borja as a false nine. And with Mikaterian and, Pe- and Pellegrini kind of like feeding off of him, it just didn't really like they, they created some chance, and that's going to happen when, when we were attacking so much. They're going to create some chances, but they, in terms of their flow of attack, they didn't really have that much against this Milan defense. And, and to be honest with you, it might be a hot take, but I wouldn't put Kier uh, or or Tomori in my top three players of the game today. I actually think they played all. Of like amazing. I thought they actually made a few mistakes and they actually lost some of their men that just we ended up not conceding from. I think that Calabria and Hernandez were actually the 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 two best players in the field today. Like um aside with Cassie or with Cassie because with Calabria, Spinazzola is a very good player. I think he's going to start for Italy in, in June and uh, left back. And oh, Calabria kept him very, like, pretty much quiet. Like even the commentator said a lot of times, like, like Roma has yet to to get Spinazzola in the match. And and Calabria, he also saved Rafael Leao's butt when he. I don't even know what the heck Leao was doing. He, he passed it back to to no one in particular. And in the uh, they went on a three on two, and then Calabria got back and, and took the ball away and. And, and and even Terra Hernandez, like every time he got the ball, like it was like Roma said, okay, you can get the ball, just let him run because we can't help, we can't get him. Um, could have scored a couple goals too, Terra Hernandez. Yeah, you know what it was, honestly, it was <clears throat> it was something that Milan's kind of good at, and they're kind of not good at. It's weird because Milan's either really good at playing on the wings or they're absolutely very dreadful. very bad. And it's weird because you see a game like today, Calabria absolutely bossed the right hand side. Teo, same thing. Tactical, like, you know, he's really good at, you know how Serie A works. He's really good at when he kind of loses the ball, falling and getting the call from the ref. It just, I don't agree with it, but it's just how the sport is. Everybody does it. It would be hypocrites to say that they don't. But you're absolutely right. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, The wing play was incredible. And the funny thing is it was like Rebic also was on the wing. That helped. Uh, Salamakers did really well as uh, too. I thought he had a good game. Definitely, you know. Took taking him out obviously just to rest for Wednesday, but overall today in comparison to other games, our wing play was amazing and Roma had no answer for it. I, when I noticed when we kind of went through the midfield, kind of like laterally straight down, it was a little bit tricky because they kind of threw two or three guys at Kessie and, and Tonali, which obviously makes sense. It's kind of what their game plan is. So credit to the players and Pioli as well, you know, for recognizing that and kind of abusing what's working. Ciao, guys. Yeah, that's actually a great point. 
because also like today it worked out fine but when it doesn't work we go through the middle and the middle never works out and that's the problem once our wings they're having a fantastic game we're like we're striving we're like doing amazing but if they don't do well then we can't go through the middle because we got Kessie, we got either Miete or Donali. Like, it just doesn't work. And that's our problem is that we should figure out a way to work through the middle, not just rely on the wings. Because, you know, Thursday we couldn't do much on the wings. Today was a different story, though. Yeah, I think, uh, like, Fonseca's setup just didn't uh, – I don't know. Like, it just they just didn't uh... – it didn't press. Like, yeah, like it was. I'm, I'm surprised. Like I'm gonna be honest with you guys, that first half, Mian's attack. I think that is the best. That was um, the best first half we've had all half. season long. Yeah, I think that's the best performance attacking wise we've had. Even when other half even better than the Inter than when we beat Inter when no, we but, were up two nothing. Yeah, but even when other halves, even against like the smaller teams, when we scored two or three goals, we didn't attack like that. That half we should have had five goals alone. Five Ibra, like if you look on foot mob, Ibra's a chooch. Okay, relax, relax. Like, yeah, you, no, donkey. Should have done better. Was, done better. I, yeah, should have done better. However, you can tell that Roma's backline had absolutely no answer for him. Like, legitimately, yeah. no, nothing. No, like, of course he, not. He, but like on that back heel, he kind of should just turn around and with his left and put it in. But no, no, you, you know, in order should have did, he should just pass to Chalanoglu behind him. That's what he should have done. That's, yeah, knowing Chalanoglu, yeah. he would have sent it to Mars. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna back you on that because you know how to the ball over there. Alessio, Luca, Rosca, Forza, Juve, Milan with the okay. Thank you. Yo, Michele, play that video. Alessio, you're really cool <laughs> coming to a Milan podcast. Like, what's you know, it's point? it's a classic Juve thing. They always what's have they the always point? have to they always it's have to they always have to quote you know air quote steal right. They always have to steal. Or what's the point? What's it's the just point? in their DNA, right? They have to like steal that's, everything. That's how big Milan is now, man. Yeah. Are they? That's how big they are still. Not not now. Yo, let's what's go. Uh, what's that how was uh, the Hellas Verona game? I heard you guys had an absolute howler. <laughs> Actually, they should have lost that match. Uh, yeah, but you know, it, it's okay. Was it Barak or was it? No, honestly, yeah, I think it was like, I don't know if you guys remember, but you know, a couple of years ago with Gattuso, with, we put it for a 4 3 3 with uh with Suso and Hakan, I don't know we played with him, man. No, no, we threw eleven no. guys on the field and said, "No, no, we played four three three. But we used to have Hakan as a left winger and Suso as a right winger, and Terrible. you know, you know that Milan would have a good game when they're switching the ball to each other. It's just how yeah. it is. But now it's like you guys said, it's the wing play. Like Salamakers today, that's Vint, that that's classic Salamakers. That's how he was for. That's how he usually plays. Like that's what he did for the first half of the season. It's a guy and that, that runs little one-two plays that they do because. Milan's wingers are really um they're kind of pacey like they got pace but they also yeah. got dribbling as well right so they're like you saw um you saw Liao kind of you know going with that with I think it was his first yeah. attempt on goal. um he kind of juked out a few Roma defenders and shot it was kind of weak attempt it was central to Paulo oh, it was incredible build up play like we were saying like you know obviously it didn't go and it sucks but the the play is encouraging right oh, so tell it's okay, great. Sorry, can I go? No, no, I'm just I was wrapping up. Yeah, no, it's just great. The wing play. Hopefully it's more consistent. But I would also like to see a bit of improvement um laterally going straight down the middle, like we're saying. Um mm -hmm. just to have more of a dynamic play that's not predictable. Yeah, no, uh, I two things if I can just say something real quick, Luca. Uh yeah. oh, what was the first one? Uh Michele was 
Uh, oh, you mentioned the, um, the dribbling with the layout. Oh, yeah, the dribbling with layout. Yeah, tell me that. Tell me that wasn't a flat. Like it didn't give you flashbacks from when he scored that three-one or that one-three against Fiorentina. Like he started oh, off on the left side 100%. a little bit. Nice little yeah. tiki taka through them. Yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful. Um, yeah, that, that was a really dark match, though, to be honest. So, um, and second, um, playing through the middle with this formation, it's so. It's so incredibly hard to now, which I'm like, that's why, that's why I feel like the wingers, like if the wingers have a shit game, that's when, you know, Milan's going to lose. Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so similar to like, you look at teams, you look at teams like play like four three threes and stuff like that. They all have like what, what's called now as a, as like an attacking number eight or as an attacking number six now, which like, you know, it kind of forms into the formation that we're rocking now. But when you have someone like Kessie and Tonali who aren't really playmakers, they aren't really dribblers in their feet, you got to depend a lot on the wingers. And that's what's been helping us a lot this season. I yeah. think I think Tonali could turn he in. Could. And, he and might. And I saw a comment earlier, Tonali signed, which is definitely what I want to talk about because that's absolutely absurd. I think yeah. he's a great match. Lately, I, lately I, he's been I, solid. Yeah. And I notice he performs really well in the blue kits, but nonetheless, that's <laughs> true. Because he's Brescia. Brescia. Yeah. But all, all jokes aside, um, the thing about Tonali is, and, and like, for example, we were talking in our chat, like, you know, that play with Diaz, he should have passed it to him instead of Liao, but obviously it is what it is. There's the mistakes he's going to make. He's going to learn. It's one of those things with Tonali, like right now, it's kind of like growing pains. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this as the most B-Tech version, okay? I don't want no one thinking I'm comparing. I don't want no one thinking I'm saying they're going to both be the next. But let's just take this in comparison. The the Zellers, the Target, whatever part of the world you're from, think of your most poor store. Kessie is like of that Gattuso, Grinta, I'm going to foul you when the ball off. And Tonali slash Benacer could be more the Pirlo to distribute. Problem is they're nowhere near both of those players' levels, just making that clear. But with Tonali... Right now, he kind of takes the ball and just beelines it down the pitch and kind of just leaves the ball to uh, Hakan and Ibra, somebody, which is fine because obviously, the, you know, that's what Hakan's there to do, but he's too busy doing nothing. But uh, the fact of the matter is if Tonali can like kind of take that ball and start maybe him throw, throwing down a through ball or him being the creator, he'll seriously take that next step. Right now, like I said, he's kind of just running down and giving the ball to whoever's next. But hopefully he can grow into that because if he does, he'll be he'll be a serious midfielder. Like yeah, no, serious yeah. Midfielder I, I think, in time, in time. Yeah, in, in due time. And the issue so is Slander's stupid. I'm sorry. No, it, it's, it's absolutely it is. Un, un, undeserved. And like we said, I'll make this super quick so we can pass on the topics to other people in here. But also, I'm just gonna say, like you said earlier, Luca, about Cassie and Benesser being terrible and Benesser being a yellow card merchant when he first joined. It's funny how you know we gave these guys three or four years, give or take. And uh, Tonali, who's coming off as a sub and having to start infrequently or coming in at the 70th minute, is expected to just be at their level. Like, it does not work that way. Give the kid time. Stop writing him off because he's going to be good. He's going to be yeah, great. Yeah, and, like, you know, to be fair as well, uh, he has been given, like, coming into the season, he probably wasn't supposed to play as many games as he's played already this season. Oh, because, absolutely not. Because Ismael Benacer has turned into an absolute Band-Aid. And every, every time he plays, he gets hurt. So uh, that's something to monitor because literally, what is he had three three injuries this yeah. season already. 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I think Kelly screwed up start, uh, uh, putting him no, in that last no, game. I don't know. think he was healthy. Dude, what do you, yeah, okay, but, but how are you supposed you, to get help? Like, you, how are you supposed to get some minutes under your legs? Like, you it, don't start a player unless, especially someone important as that, unless you know he's 110 percent healthy. You against, do not against, take risks. Okay, but it was a but no, but he was training with the team for a long time. He was hel- It's so easy to second guess that because then if you throw him into the next match against Inter and he's and he sucks, your people are gonna say. Oh, Pioli should have given him a lot of some minutes last weekend. So it's so easy, in my opinion. It, to say it Pioli is as well. It. Yes, like I do agree with you, but I think, I think you know right away that if you start someone who just came off an injury, and yeah, like you said, he's trained with the team a little bit. But yeah. when he could, when he has to get subbed off, when did he get subbed off? The first half or the beginning of the second? It was um, it was well, around both, give or take. Yeah, it was yeah, like what forty yeah. something, maybe like close fifties yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. My problem, like, my problem with that situation, like that, yeah, it's subbed in, like subbed in the last twenty minutes. Get some fresh, yeah, freshness under him. I don't agree. give him the pressure to start. Don't don't put all that in him. I think you're so both right. I think you're both right, and both points are valid. If I'm going to be the mediator here. I know it's easier to say it now because obviously the games have happened and we see the results. It was like, oh, see, we like it's it's kind of not fair to anyone in that matter. I think the real problem is Milan in itself in terms of the Benacer situation in this, and I'll explain why in terms of realistically, if he's kind of inconsistently uh, um, unfit and you kind of want to throw him into a game, right? Like especially a game against our uh, former um, uh, Europa League opponents, right? Like, realistically, that's a game Tonali and, like, Meite should be starting because the opponent's a lot weaker and we should be able to take care of them no problem. But Milan's problem is that they, they can't take those games lightly because we end up almost losing those games. So, unfortunately, we have, like, we have to throw out our best lineups and it costs us. So, realistically, in that game, Tonali and Meite should start and then with 70 minutes, oh, sorry, with 20 minutes left, you throw in Benesser just to get some fresh legs and warm them up for the next game. The problem is, like I said, we're not strong enough to do that, so we have to throw out our, our first-class lineup out against little teams and then we end up paying for it. So yeah, we can, 100% agree like, with you there. Not, obviously, like, we know how it is in Serie yeah, you can't underestimate the little teams, because you know they're hungry, they got nothing to lose, and they're honestly sometimes the most dangerous teams to face. But realistically, and this is Milan's problem, where they're gonna have to get better is the squad slash bench depth, where you can rely on guys on the bench to play, and it being no problem. Like Juve, for example, as much as I hate them, they're absolutely deep. You know, yeah. their midfield kind of sucks, but realistically, at the end of the day, it still works. You know, Benta Court can come off, or our our tour can come off, whatever, and they have guys to come in, and it's just uh, plug and play. Like Mete aka the weekend is terrible. Tonali's <laughs> still growing, and if Cassie's an Iron Man, right? So he's the only consistent one. So he's always kind of playing with someone else. Kind of sucks for him too, but thankfully he's that good that it just doesn't affect him somehow. Yeah, yeah. I again, like I, I'm not worried about it. I, I'm not. I, I'm worried about more about like the Romagnoli situation, hoping he gets back to form. And I'm actually really worried about you know Rebic, Hakan, Ibra injuries. Like to to lose. That's why this win means even more to me because when you lose three guys like that in the first sixty minutes of the match, sixty-five minutes yeah. of the match, and you're able to to pull to keep the pull together and uh, and you know and win the match, you know away at Roma, they're right behind you. You know it's, it's a big gap. You know I think our gap is is it eight points now. I yeah, this this was breathing. Yeah, no, to, it, what to, to Inter? 
Roma, 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 it's eight. Roma, it's eight, and then Juve. I think it's seven. I believe. Yeah, they have, they have a game in hand. Um, yeah. but Juve is minus ten from in from Inter. Yeah, so. but it, it kind of keeps us on pace. With the, and again, we need the the goal was top four. We need to keep getting points. As simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go into the comments now. Uh, Ry Larson has said, you know, suddenly Milan step back to form. We're having to look the darkest. It's true. We, it was pretty dark, and this win was huge for confidence, for everything. First win in a while. Yeah. What chances do you give Milan versus Manchester United? Okay, I'll, I'll start off with this one. Um, I'm going to be very negative here. It's a good question. That. It's a very good question. Obviously, like, you know, when I was looking at the draw, I didn't want United. I didn't want Spurs. I didn't want, you know, teams that high team. off. I didn't want – no, I, didn't want, I, I would have took Arsenal, to be honest. But um, – <laughs> but w- Honestly, the Milan are not the favorite in this tie. Like I'll, I'm gonna be like I'll be freaking point blank with you. I think United are a better team than Milan right now. I think I think we're more limited than they are. I, I think, think they're think, United's favorite too to win it. They are, they are, and I think that you know, and, you know, and you gotta like see this too. United spend three hundred million per transfer window. We spend two point five million. So yeah. it, there's a difference there. On and, a good day, yeah, on oh, a good okay. day, we usually spend nothing because we're loans, but. I mean, obviously, it's football, it's Europa League, anything can happen. Um, but, you know, Milan are not the favorites. I think that, and we're going to have a podcast before the tie with a couple of United fans as well to talk about it. Um, but I, I, I truly think that United, you know, they have Rashford, Greenwood, uh, Bruno Fernandes, uh, you know, a, a lot of good, and Anthony Martial, they, and Pogba. They have a lot of these good quality players who can like change a game when you make one mistake, kind of thing, right? So Milan are going to basically have to play a perfect match, yeah. Um, especially at Old Trafford, I think the first legs in Manchester. So they're going to have to snatch an away goal number one. Uh, yeah. I think United have a weaker defense, so you know there are going to be there. there there's going to be some goal scoring opportunities, especially if Ibra's fit. I think Ibra can definitely cause some problems to Maguire, and like, I, I don't think he's good at all. So. I think you know Ibra can cause problems. I think Rebic too. He's he's very physical. I feel like he can match up some of the guys very well. And uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a very tough. I'll put it this way: I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on Milan to win that tie. I mean, again, anything can happen. You know, Milan have a different type of pedigree in Europe historically. Um, yeah. I'll bring it on to Mike. Mike, what would you say about to to Ray Larson's question? Um, I'll keep it short as best I can. Um, <clears throat> We're all gonna have similar opinions. Obviously, I don't want to pull United. I like Kier's attitude, saying I'd rather play a big team. Which you know, if we want to be in the Champions League next year, get used to it. You're gonna play. That's what the competition is—the best of the best, right? Can't always have to face team names that are like basically Wi-Fi passwords. You're gonna, you want to <laughs> win. You gotta face the best of the best, right? So this is a good stepping stone. I kind of get flashbacks from what two or three years ago when we faced Arsenal in the Europa League and like Chalhanolu scored that like one goal away at the Emirates, and then what? I don't even remember how the tie ended up, but obviously we got knocked out. Um, Bruno that was, was, was kind of like that was the, the penalty on Welbeck there when no one touched him. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, like Bruno Fernandez is gonna get revenge for United, how Kaká did to them back in 2007. So I'm yeah. expecting Bruno Fernandez to drop an absolute a master class. They're obviously dangerous up front. Again, their weaknesses in the back, you know, I guess kind of similar to like ours in a sense. It's it's one of those things where I, I I'm not really confident in Milan. And I think, you know, United are going to take the both games. And like you said, Milan has to play a perfect game. The thing is they have to play two perfect games, which I don't know if they have in them. Um, 
the thing is, I, I'm not going to 100% guarantee United because, as we know, you, like especially the Premier League teams, they could be pretty inconsistent to it. United haven't had the, the easiest of seasons as well. They've had their struggles. So it's definitely going to be a good matchup. If Milan honestly can come out with the attitude and the grinta and how the play they came out today against Roma, especially in the first game at the Old Trafford, they obviously give themselves a chance. It's still going to be hard, but I can live and die happy if they give that type of effort and style of play. Over two games, and if we can ended up beating uh, Bounce, you say, you know what, they're more of a quality team. It was expected, but at least the approach was good. If they come out and like sleeping for over 180 minutes, then uh, yeah, I'm going to no. be pretty damn annoyed. Mm. At least go out yeah. with a fight and yeah. show, you know what, we deserve to be here. We're just not at your level yet. And that's hopefully what yeah. Champions League money will help us get next year, you know? Hey, we have to make it, but um, yeah, no, I, that's, uh, that's, I think. Is that is that kind of what you would say too, Umbi? Is it kind of like the same same stuff as we did? Or? Um, yeah, basically, I'm just gonna read out some uh, some of the odds from uh, from uh, a betting website right now. Uh, the outrights right now to win the Europa League are the three English squads: United at plus three hundred, Tottenham plus four, Arsenal plus seven hundred, and Milan at plus eight hundred. Oh, so, okay. you know, we're 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 fourth favorites. We're ahead of Roma. We're ahead of Ajax mm. as well that have played in the Champions League recently. Then you go look at the first match in Old Trafford. Uh, yeah, Milan's plus four fifty to win that. Yeah, so, it's, a, uh, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's underdogs. In Europe, it's different, right? Like you don't. Yeah. Uh, you well, don't... Here's the thing, too. Don't forget this, because now Man United, they got Crystal Palace next. They got Man City. Then they yeah. have us. Then yeah, they have us. them, and then they have us again, and then Leicester. Oh, but geez. Now, I'll tell you, yeah. we got uh, Udinese Wednesday, Verona. Manchester United, Napoli, then Man U against. That's tough too. That's yeah, I, tough. I say, I, I'm gonna look at this and say that ours is tougher just because we have Milan has all that pre- like United is United. We know they're gonna spend 300 million euros in the in the summer. <laughs> Milan has matter. to. Yeah, it Milan has matter. to win. Milan needs to get top I, four. Like, I agree 100. Yeah, me too. Like, it doesn't matter if United get tough with it. Honestly, I think United could just miss relegation. They still, they still uh, put plus, money in. And the Premier League, the 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 guys that work there are geniuses. They get huge TV TV rights. So even yeah. if you finish in like twentieth, I, I remember reading um a, I don't know how true it was. But it was like a post I saw on uh, on Instagram a uh, a year a year back or something. It was like the te- the three relegation teams in the Premier League make more than the. City, Bundesliga, and Liga and champions. They do. Oh, they do. It's crazy. I think I think about Liga too, to be honest. I'm pretty sure they don't it's make that much either. Yeah. It's incredibly marketed very well. Like, I, I personally don't think well the done. of football is that great. I think, obviously, because when you have like a mainstream league like that, um, it kind of gets overshadowed the actual quality. But at the end of the day, all these leagues are all different styles. So it's kind of hard to compare. And it's kind of based off the nationality. Like back in the day, like City, I was like, yeah. you you know, all the based off the national team, like kind of Catenacho style. Whereas yeah. everyone knows you had to be more defensive. You know, the Bundesliga is just going to be Bayern and Dortmund. Or maybe the Bundesliga like, is just going to be nine um, goals a game. Always, yeah, exactly. hit the, always spam the uh, over. Liga, Liga is kind of the same thing. La Liga is kind of, is it going to be, is who, who's going to be? La Liga is all Spanish football, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so like, who's going to be away from Barca and Madrid? Who's going to be who's going to be kind of the dark horse? So all the yeah. leagues are different. So it's going to be it's honestly going to be really interesting. It's going to be also nice too to see two giants clubs historically. Oh, that's what I was going to say, yeah. And you know, bring me back. 
like honestly i, I want to advance and you know yeah it'd be nice to play you know my high school team instead because it'd be an easier win but yeah. at the end of the day like i said man if you want to if you want to roll with the best you have to beat the best away from a fight so let's take them on and you know what this is a learning experience because hey you know what this could be even if we get knocked down we make the champions league next year at least these guys kind of have and you know some of the guys who've never been there have the experience of playing in like you know big primary league stadium with yeah. the lights mm -hmm. it's, it's good practice for next year right yeah, yeah. two no, things I, yeah. I really like before we just move on like two little quick tactical things that i really like is that unlike the last time we played a premier league team uh this far deep in the, in the European competition, Milan actually have a real number nine playing yeah. for them right now. And that's the thing. We hope Ibra's he's back. Gonna, we, we hope. Hopefully he's on Sanremo. I mean, singing, I hope uh, he was still there. I mean, yeah. Rino I mean, Gaetano. Yeah, he's on, he's on Sanremo. Is it true that him, him and uh, Mihalovic are singing together? Wait, oh, Probably. I was going to say now, because the commentator even mentioned it. They're saying that if Ibra, because he's going to be in Sanremo tomorrow. Yeah, if he, if he misses Wednesday. If he if misses, he misses a game because of Sanremo, dude, that oh, no, he's like, not. He's not he going. He's, he shouldn't. He should not. No, he's if not. He does, he's not. He said he's bringing um a person, a personal a trainer. Uh, trainer and stuff. Which listen, I like. I'm not for like it, it, but... It's it's kind of weird because we grew. You know, we're not even that old, but we grew up watching the players. You know. Or kind of different personalities, whereas modern day times, it's more about you know the business and it's business side, brand, it's brand exactly right. So, it, listen, if if honestly, if there's one person who's not going to be phased by missing a few days and comes back and is able to play and like score, it is Ebro. If it was like Leao or like Romagnoli, mm. I'd be like, oh, yeah. stick, 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 stay to Milanello and just join them via Zoom call, right? But then, listen. <laughs> if one person honestly who's capable is like you I know think, how he yeah. is right so yeah we, we got yeah you know what we got another question as well like yeah, i, I don't want to leave anybody hanging from mark um would you start against man yeah. so uh, mark i don't want to get like crazy into it because we're gonna do uh, a podcast with a couple united people um before the two ties uh we'll probably do it before the first one probably like on the wednesday maybe um march 10th i believe that is um March tenth is the no March eleventh is the first game now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do the podcast like a day or two before yeah, or whatever. Um, but I think like a guy like Tomori has to start. He knows has how to, to he play. Has he to knows play. That's exactly, exactly what I was gonna say earlier. Like, yeah, he's actually good point. buddies. He's good buddies with like Rashford and stuff like that. Like, he knows these guys. He's physical. Like, he he trains with these guys. He knows their moves. He's grown up in the Premier League system. He knows yeah. that it's a big counter attack. He he knows that if you lack pace, you're gonna get burned by these guys. Yeah, especially that's funny. if you watch if like you watch any United game, it's Rashford, uh, you know Rashford like changing between striker and winger, but you have him and Martial that will just bomb down the pitch. You'll have someone like Bruno, who's the modern day version of Kaka, who can make something out of nothing really. It's and Tomori very match them on pace too. Romagnoli's too slow, man. I think it's all those cigarettes that yeah. he smokes on the offside. Yeah, he doesn't smoke cigarettes. He's yeah, he does. Like, yeah. yeah, go look at the pictures on him, him and him and uh, him in the summer. But nonetheless, that's beyond the point. It, the thing about Tomori is, it, he's he's not. It's he's strong and yet he has pace. He's the absolute modern day center. Yeah, back. he's a modern center half. Yeah, yeah. Day, look, look at the fossils of Chiellini and Bonucci, right? And these are guys that can barely run. But they just know how to throw their body around, and they obviously made a career out of it. But no, now no, no, but they also know positioning. 
position is. No, right? yeah, you know what I mean. But like now, today yeah. is you got to be physical and you got to be fast to match up with these guys. These, these guys are running like look at Davies, look at Mbappe. These guys are running faster than cars half the time. Yeah, you, someone's got to keep up with them. Well, yeah, you're right. When Ramagnoli and Kiar were together, there was no pace. Now we have Kiar, and then we got someone with pace. So I think Tamori compliments Kiar better. Who the hell is Kiar? Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how we pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he playing for Milan now? No, you got to see the interview where he says, My name oh, is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Simon. Like, I think it's Kayer or something. Like that. I think it's Kayer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just sorry, Marco. I'm sorry. I had, I had yeah. to say, it was no, car. No, 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 anything. I swear, check out the interview. But No, I know. I know. But that's the thing where I think Tomori just, I think, overall better. And I'm going to bench Romagnoli from now on because I just feel he doesn't have the pace. And even the strength. Like, you see Lukaku. Like, he's just so much stronger than Yeah, Romagnoli. oh, my God. Could you, imagine, could you imagine someone like Cavani now going up against hey, Romagnoli? Yeah, but to be fair, Lukaku's like would be Lukaku's strong at every center back he plays again. So like that's a kind of a like. Uh, I mean, but he makes Romagnoli make he made Romagnoli look like a rag doll. Yeah. He made Romagnoli yeah, look like someone yeah. that plays on the Triadia soccer team. Luca, come on. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, but he... he made him look like like Ivan Leo, like the the house builders. Luca, come on. And you made him look like Francesco Mirabelli. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mark's laughing, saying Simon Carr. You were on here, you didn't pronounce it right, man. It's Simon it's Carr. Funky, yeah, it's, I think it's Kayan. That's what he says. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I, I don't care what his name is. He's solid. He's solid. I'm laughing too hard. I'm laughing too hard. He, he loves, he loves Milan. Like he's been saying, this is his goal to like get yeah. here. And like you know what? It's very rare to see those type of players because of Milan's fall to be like. You know, they always say how historic club we are and wear jerseys in honor. But like you know, when you're when you're talking to the press about. This is your goal in your career, like to play yeah. for Milan, and like you actually perform, not just kind of you know talk the talk and not walk the walk. It's really yeah. impressive. Like I, I've honestly, he's also I older. Mean, yeah, and I've I've grown to absolutely love, love him. him. Like it, it's 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 he rarely puts a foot wrong. Like the most obvious one was like last year when him and Romagnoli kind of. The, the bog dead and Ronaldo goes on that easy breakaway, right? Like that was kind of embarrassing. But realistically, like he he's so, he just throws his body like classic guy in like hockey for example just throws his body at the puck and like does not care yeah, what he breaks shot, he'll block a he, shot he'll put his face and, we need, and he's also a vocal leader too i think romagnoli sometimes is too quiet like you he's literally hear you hear, hear donnarumma like yelling 24 7 the game like and he's the goalie like obviously he oversees everything and he's a, he's insane but like you gotta have that oomph in your plate too that mm-hmm. you, are, you wear the armband really I think he does too, but not enough. Well, then here's uh, a here's a question. Not then. enough. If he only stays in this form for the rest of the season, would you give the armband to Gijo? No, no, you can't do that. No, no. What is it? A million percent. No, no. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Luca, Luca, Luca. Luca, Luca, you got to think. No, no, no. Give me, give me. I'm, I'm, I'm. I want to side with you. So give me a reason as to why. Okay. Why wait, you? So- Wait, hold on. Just to confirm, the question was if Tomori, like, if he doesn't start every match, like, he only start like Let's say next year. Are you keeping Romagnoli as captain next year? 
like okay i thought sorry i heard the question was would you take it away from him like like this regardless, year kind of thing. Regardless, but, but I, I wouldn't i don't know if i like i wouldn't yeah, take we, it away this year i would take it away next year we took the captaincy away from montolivo okay listen but, Montoli, but listen yeah but montolivo deserved like he wasn't good but no. roman Rolly, it's so unfair to say, like, he's been so good for us in our dark times for four years. But so was Montolivo his first couple of years with me. Yeah, okay, a couple of years. But then, but the Roman, like... like Romagnoli's like, been crap for two years. Yeah, but no, he hasn't. No, no, no way. No, no I think, I think 2021, 2021, he started downfalling, right? So after, I, the injury, I, after the injury. It was after that injury. Okay, it, it, listen, and I, I like to read articles. I like to read, I like to see interviews as well. Remember when he got hurt? I believe it was against. Was it against Gaiety? No, it was against Sassuolo in July. He got hurt against Sassuolo yeah. in July, and he was supposed to come back. They said, "Oh, you know, about a month." Oh he yeah. He, he didn't come back, he, so he got he got hurt in like mid July twentieth, I'd say around there. He's probably he not even playing one hundred percent right no, now. No, but he didn't come back until the derby in like October tenth. So he he was supposed to come back at the end of August. They said, "Oh, he's going to be uh, ready for next season, one hundred percent." He did not come back until the derby in October 10th or whatever the heck the date was for the first derby. And that was the first match he played. That's like – and then he said – there was an interview with him. He said, yeah, like um, it was it, – it looked good. But then as time developed, like the doctors kind of said like that it was uh, – it got worse or like – or they, they misdetermined how serious it was. Okay, and let me pose a question. Because I'll be honest, I really don't care about Romagnoli's injury because at the end of the day, they're professionals. They have to get over it. Yeah, you're right. In terms of the captain's arm, because I think it's really important. Let's say the renewals kind of go shaky with Gijo again because of Raiola, right? Yeah, you can't get into that. You can't. You can't. Wait, let me finish. They still Gijo. Say it's done. Let me kind of speak. What if one of the incentives to keep him? Even though I think I don't think this needs yes. to be a thing, but let's just say yes. it's a thing. You yes. to yeah. keep Donnarumma, you take the armband away from Romagnoli and yes. you give it to Gijo. Are you 1, doing thousand percent? One thousand. Oh, sure. Yeah. If it's a, okay, so then so then this debate's over because that's probably oh. what's gonna happen. Okay. Okay. But what if what if that doesn't happen then? What do you mean? Like if Romagnoli okay, doesn't happen, like, like, then plus Valencia, baby. No, it's not okay. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. No, it's, there's no plus Valencia. What do you mean? There's no plus Valencia at all because if Gijo leaves, he walks for free. So well, there's no plus Valencia. It's just a freaking. No, Gijo's on. Isn't Gijo no. until? No, he's done this year. He's done. Him and him and Hakan Chelanoglu, if they leave, walk off. That is twenty five. That's twenty two million euro wasted. I don't day. care about that kebab merchant. Oh my god, dude! It, I it, don't it, either. I can't stand but, him. I can't guys, stand him. Guys, what? You, it's so hard to say that you can't stand him though when he was. No, it's so hard. It's very easy. Shit, he's shit. In the biggest games, he's performed he ever since. Ever since he had he came back from COVID, he's been Bro, bad. Stop with this COVID stuff. Every, basically, every Milan player has gotten COVID. No, but, but not all of them are sick. I don't care. I'm sorry. If something serious is COVID, then <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell them. Tell them that you can't breathe on the pitch, and they won't play you if it's that bad. No, I saw. Then don't play. Don't play. Don't play. Okay, but then he went off with an injury today. So is he like, what's going on? 
I think he but just you needs have to remember though it's it's sports like they're gonna protect their players. He could easily just they can easily just say he came off with an injury, but they don't want to make it seem bad to the press with during a renewal that Pioli just thought he had a, a shit first half and he wanted to take him off. See, I don't you know. Can't just say, it, it's okay to make a change in half. It's it's okay yeah. to make a change. No, but if, yeah, but if, they, if, if he's if he's up twenty minutes, you're trying to renew a player. You have to be very strategic with what you do. I have you to know, give. Like, like no, you I have to be careful. Like, I see like, what you realistically, mean. Realistically, especially with Donnarumma, right? Like, Milan basically does their captaincy different than other teams in terms of how long you've been at the club, right? Donnarumma's been here forever, even though you some people think, oh, Ibrahimovic can get it because it's Ibra. No, Donnarumma's yeah. been here forever. That's kind of how Milan does their captaincy, right? Same yeah, sure. Sure. But let's just say, right, for branding purposes, for, you know, whatever, right? It makes more sense to give it to Ibra. But in the back of your mind, you're like, no, let's give it to Donnarumma to show him, hey, we look at you as a pillar and as a future captain. So we're going to constantly give you the armband throughout the season. Maybe you don't even think he deserves it, right? No, but wait. It's a little, no, no. He does deserve it. He does. I got it. It's of renewal. Who had it today? I totally forgot. Gigio. Donnarumma. Gigio. We did have it. Okay. No, so dude, anytime that Romagnoli's out and Donnarumma's playing, he has it. There's okay. like no. And then I believe if Donnarumma were to get subbed off, I think. I, I you know what? I think Calabria. it is Calabria. But I remember I thought Simon Gaier had no, it. No, it's always been one match. Calabria. Calabria's a third. No, Calabria has been there, but or like Kessie. I think or Kessie, or Kessie, too. Kessie, Kessie too. Yeah. Um, they given it to Kessie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, as a sub. Yeah, yeah. When someone got subbed off, yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of them. Channel logo. He listen. Twenty twenty. He's shit. You know, (laughs) twenty twenty was great. Listen. Your enunciation of players today, Marco. Oh no, Marco, Marco, I'm gonna back you on this because he doesn't deserve to have his name pronounced properly. Continue. (laughs) Yo, listen, that's in 2020, guys. He was phenomenal. He's he was the summer. That's exaggeration. No, that's exaggeration. I'm sorry. In in the summer right now, he was he was our best number 10. He He was an amazing number 10. Dude, in 2020, he had the most he had the most chances created in Europe. Behind no, behind the Bruna. Not the oh, most. Yes, I have the same issue with Chalanolu that I have with Leao. Two guys yeah, I read that have, yeah, insane, have insane talent. They, they, I, okay, I wouldn't say Hakan doesn't have work ethic that harsh. He does. Leao doesn't. But they're both the same player in the sense that they're wildly inconsistent. And if they were consistent, they would both be world-class because Hakan has the capability. He has the skill and he has the form, the experience to be a top number 10 at Milan and Mm -hmm. honestly one in the world. The problem is he's super inconsistent. Same thing with Leao. Everyone talks about how Milan were amazing at scouting him because they talk about this guy being the next, 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 whatever. Problem is the guy is filled with talent, and he does not work ethic, and he's lazy because he knows it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's also someone tweeted us. I don't, I don't know who it was. I'm gonna go find it. But someone said he's like when I tweeted out today that Leao doesn't have work ethic. Someone said he's just been too comfortable with himself, and I agree. But I'm also gonna put the blame on Milan too. Yeah, but can't in that comfortability. There has to be some form of um. Uh, accountants towards it, like he, someone yeah, has to keep him in check about that. I'm tired. I'm not tired of hearing purely say die, 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 bravo, Leo, yeah, for like no, walking, no, walking no, no, no. four, 
for walking four paces. Like seriously, this is this is professional yeah, football. Like, if, I to to incur- if I have to if I have to if I have to encourage you to like run and press a guy when that's Bilan's thing, Rebic, you don't have to tell. Castilla, you don't have to tell. Salamakas, exactly. you don't have to tell. Those guys, you don't have to tell. They do it. That's part of the tactic. They do it. Like it's annoying. It's like, what do you need a good angel and a bad angel on your shoulders? I don't understand what's wrong with him. But here's the problem: Rebic is going to be out for who knows when. No, he might not. He might. He might not be. Like the fact that he. It looked pretty bad. But usually, no. But usually, when a player, usually when a player doesn't go to the dressing room, they stay on the field and they just sit there. Like I'm usually not too worried. Because if they do like test on him later on, they figure out, yeah, he's gonna be out for like oh two weeks or something like that. We're gonna have a layout playing for the past what the next two weeks, so we're gonna have to see him not even like running on the field. Because today we've seen him; he's not pressing, and I was flipping out. I'm like, he has to press. That's why I like Rebic a lot. Listen, Rebic can be having an awful game, but the guy's still working. He's still chasing. Yeah, that's that's why Salamander starts every single game. That's why no one. That's why they don't buy a right winger because they know he's gonna be like a fifth yeah. defense. He's gonna be a fifth defender. He's gonna be like yeah. a fifth right. A especially second when right you have back. Tao, when you especially have Tao pushing up a lot, yeah. you need yeah. you need someone. Yeah. Even obviously, Calabria has to stay back because Tao pushes up. But yeah. it's smart. You see on their heat part. map. Yeah, you I see their heat map as well. It's it's like Rebich is the like the same amount of time he's in the offensive. He's in, I'm gonna say it in hockey terminology in the offensive zone. He has the exact same heat map as he, yeah, does, he does playing as left back. Yeah, he does, yeah. and I, I trust him. I trust him to I trust him to always be, give a hundred and ten percent effort. He's just one of those guys that he puts his head down and he works kind of thing, right? Yeah, so, like if he doesn't score, you know that he's still he's always putting doing something. Good. A you good still shift see him. You still see him. You'll always see him. You know what I mean? Like, it, like there are times where the players that just fade away. Um, and you'll never like a, a guy like Rebic is very valuable in my opinion. And even you can even compare it to other sports like, a, like you know, working like a couple Canadians. You can even compare it to a guy like a sport like hockey. Like, guy cannot score for five games, but he plays a part in those five games. Like, you still see him. Um, he, you know, he always provides something. Like Salomon. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like. You know, the thing is, also that's why they're not going to buy a right winger for a while. Uh, and also, okay, but you know what? To too, because Castillo's yeah. been like he's, he's kind of average. But the thing is, I've noticed he's developed a defensive game. Now, is he it does. incredible? No, but I would much rather have someone constantly run back and try. It's like in basketball, you don't block the shot, you alter the shot, right? It's the mm. same thing with Castillo. Sure, he doesn't win the ball maybe as much as ever, but at least he's there putting a body and disrupting, you know, the yeah. opponent. Whereas, like someone like Leo just literally let run, lets them run by. Yeah, yeah, and then you have like, uh, yeah, but like, and then like you see in the chat here, like, so like, just don't want to leave anybody hanging, right? So like, Mark said, you know, he thought Hakan was good, but he used dip, dip form, and I, I, I agree. I think that he he dipped form after he came back after COVID, which kind of makes sense. Um, I'm gonna go to Ry Larson, who says I uh, sick of Viejo. Uh, does not bring. You know what? Like, I, to be honest, you, I actually it's like. Fair. It's fair, but I actually like Castillejo as a as a person. I think he actually loves the club. I truly do. I think that he would. I think that he like loves like when he goes out even for five minutes. Like he, he does run. He doesn't stop running. Um, I think that he's just not very strong. So that's why when you see his body language, I just think he just that's how he is. It would be um, incredible. Milan could buy a proper right winger and have Salamakers as 
the bench right winger. That's what I like. If you really want to take that next step, like if they can get Thovin or whoever you say his name, and you have Salamakers as your his replacement instead of Salamakers being the starting. And like we said, Milan do a lot of rotations because of competitions, right? So it's not like Salamakers like, hey, buddy, like, listen, you're not going to be playing anymore. No, you are going to play. We have like a big rotation. And these guys start to understand those things once you start getting more competitions and doing well. They'll be like, yeah, you know, this is a team sport. I uh, this is my role and if I do my role well maybe I'll just play the Champions League or the things but I contribute to the success and I think Salamakers is that guy if you can sell yeah. Castillejo for like a bit of money and take that and I don't know pay off the debts for the new Milan studio or the new Casa <laughs> Milan purchase by all means go ahead but if you can get a guy like Thoven for free and keep Alexis on the bench and have that too, we're solid because the left side is pretty solid. Rebic and Leal kind of intertwine. Teo's a staple now. Hauga. Left side's Hauga as well. Like we he's have a, he's to... a right now. No one's seen him. I was expecting to see him actually play today. He but... actually cut his hair. Uh, cut his hair. No, yeah. I... oh, he, he was warming up today. Like in yeah, the, the 70th. Um, I thought, okay. You know, I want to go to this next question. Very, very interesting question from Alan. Listen to this, and I don't want all of us talk about it. I don't want all of us talk at once, so I'll go one one and one. I'll go one and one. So we'll do you, Michele, Marco, and me. Yeah. Would you guys renew Romagnoli's contract or save the budget for Tomori and let Alessio leave for free? Mark, Marco, I'll go to you first. Okay. All right. I think no. I think Romagnoli needs to stay, even though he's in the bad form. I think having him as a backup is better than other center backs out there. We had Musaccio. We had. So many other guys in the past, and I still think even if Romagnoli's in bad form, he's better to have as a backup than most out there. But of course, I'm gonna have to say, you know, tomorrow he's gonna start. But you know, you can't let Rom, you know, unless you're Romagnoli, leave for free. No way. Well, I, I think I'll, I'll kind of chime in here, and then I'll get the other two guys in here. But I, you know, I think that you know, like Simon Cayer is, is is older too, so you can't. Like I think that you can't give up on Romagnoli. Like there's no way. And like like Mike said, like uh, like 25 minutes ago, you know, if you have Romagnoli, Tomori, uh, Gabi, and Cayer, that's a great four. That's a good four. Like I would like to keep that four moving on. Personally, um, I'll go to Umbi now. Uh, what wow. would you say to, that, to Alan's question? How would I answer it? Uh, it's a good question. You know. Yeah, it's a good question. Obviously, like, you know, Romagnoli, like you mentioned earlier, he's been with us from the beginning of the Dark Age to now. Like, we saw his highs, we saw his lows. Like, obviously, like, I'd like I'd like to keep him. And the, the main reason is, is because he is an above-average left-footed center back. That's big. He's a left, like, you know how we're saying Kayer is aging and... You know, like anything could really happen right now. Like he's what, 33, 34? Kair? I think he's 33, yeah. 33. He's one injury away from potentially stopping, from potentially not one big injury away from saying, okay, I've made my money. Let me just hang with my family. I'm not going to risk, put myself at risk anymore. Mm-hmm. If Romagnoli can improve on his long ball abilities, I think him and Tomori can be amazing together. But I think. Romagnoli has to become more offensive. He has to start using that left foot for what a left-footed center back should be doing with it. it. You know what? It's actually weird because earlier in his Milan career, he used to like play a couple balls like through the channels and break lines. That's what Romagnoli did for a, like a while. And um, it kind of stopped ever since like Pioli and Giampaolo 
came in, a Giampaolo Vempioli. I think, I, I honestly, I think maybe it's part of the tactic to, for him to, like, he, I don't know if you noticed, know Romagnoli, his first ball is tail all the time. He looked at tail. Yeah. Uh, Either Cayet or tail. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? I, and I'm, I'm okay with that if that's the game plan. Like, you have to think, too, like, we're just sitting on our couch. Like, th- there's obviously a plan. They watch film, right? Like, they know what the tendencies are of the other team, what their midfield doing, how are they shifting. So, I think that you know, I agree with I agree with everybody's point. To be honest, I think I think kind of the I think the the to answer Alan's question, all four of us are kind of saying that. Like, and I'll get Mike into, but like, kind of agreeing that you know we we'd want him to stay. Mike, well, what would you say? This is a very good question. First of all, I like to say, um, <clears throat> I think it's I think it's indicative of today's game in terms of Pioli having to make a big decision, and I think this is a decision Milan's also going to have to come across to. In the ideal u- utopian world, you know, we make the Europa League, we have more than enough money to renew Romagnoli and keep Tomori. Like, you know, I'm not going to get redundant, but like we're saying, obviously, to keep all of them because we have a really solid uh, bunch of defensive guys. It's just, it's hard because, again, like we said, I'm going to agree with all of you, you keep both. Tomori's solid. Um, and we I, we still have lots of faith in Romagnoli. So yes, I want to keep both. I'm just kind of I'm gonna kind of answer his question because I feel like we've all kind of deviated from the main purpose. I would only ever let Romagnoli go if it's a stupid, insane offer. Like some Premier League team yeah. throws the house at him, and they're like, "Here's seventy-five like Kaka type of offer." Yeah, seventy-five yeah, yeah. in for Romagnoli. Yes, please. I'm taking that because I can easily can easily promote Gabia. And I can also find someone else in the city that's already knows the league and well enough. Or you can find you, know, try, you can try and find another Tamori type individual, right? But the main goal to build a Milan team, because people also need to remember constantly changing players is not good. The reason no. why Milan's been doing well is because we finally had some form of consistency. So number one with the coaching, number two with the management and the head office. It's not constantly changing every six months. And number three, the players are starting to form chemistry. They understand how each other play. When you're constantly shifting out players, it's very hard to adapt to like, oh, how you play, how I play, and integrate into our system. So the best thing for me is to keep the consistency. So I would love to keep both of them. And I think Maldini and Co understand that and they will find Hopefully, and I think they will find any way to keep that because Tomori is also young too. Romagnoli's not that old. He's what, 26, no, 27? He's, he's still, yeah, I he's think, I think he's like high as 27. He's in a slump right now, but if he can get out of this entering his prime, hopefully today's a wake up call for him. Who knows, right? Who knows? Yeah, I think today was a big slap in the face for everyone that thought, you know, like Romagnoli, who was it's our really Iron Man. He's no, no, the most no, listen, but listen, it's not a bad thing to have Romagnoli sit when he's in poor form. It actually oh, no, exactly. That. That's it what actually, I'm saying right actually, now. That's good. Actually, That's a slap in the face to everyone. Milan are actually going to be better because they're able to sit him in a game against Roma. Like, you got to make sure you play or else you're getting benched. Like, like here, like put it in perspective. Two years ago, or sorry, let's go to Gattuso's team where we finished one point in the Champions League. Romagnoli's in, in piss poor form. He's in brutal. We're playing Roma. Big match. We're, you know, a lot of Champions League implication on it. Romagnoli's playing bad, but are you benching him? No. Like, there's, no. there's no other option. Now, it's like, oh, you know what? Like, uh, to be honest with you, I'm actually comfortable with Gabia playing. I mean, obviously, he came off a big injury, so he'd have to get some minutes under his belt first kind of thing. Maybe with the Primavera or, I don't know, uh, maybe like a like maybe like an international break. He plays against, like, one of those, like, City of D teams. They have, like, a friendly or whatever just to get some minutes in his legs. But I'm actually comfortable with him, too. So, like, I think that it just shows more depth. And it's just like, and obviously I think Milan's midfield needs a bit more depth in my opinion, but 
I, like again, death is what Milan Sucks made. that we didn't get Bakayoko, man. Yeah. That would have been perfect. So, I'm, imagine we had Bakayoko, Kessi. Like, if we had Bakayoko, we wouldn't need to get Mite, right? We'd have Bakayoko, We had Tonali and, and Benacer. Look, uh, I think we read a quote right now. From sure. There's no time to waste at Milan. You have to play well now. If I don't play well, Milan will sign another striker. It's the same for everyone. And that's yeah. like that's a great quote in this situation with Romagnoli because I think it's like a wake-up call for Romagnoli. And I do think and I hope he does come back in form, but it's like it, it will motivate him more to work harder because he knows he, you know, he's the captain for many years. He knows that you know he needs to step up to the plate because if he doesn't, Milan will sell him no matter what. And I do think they will sell yeah. him. Uh, okay, we'll see. Um, we'll go on to the next. Uh, Arnada uh, Mikael says, you can't have Leal tail on the left, especially for some of these uh, running, ba- uh, running backs. Oh, my God. Uh, against these right backs like Hakimi and Karsdorf. Wrong sport, wrong football. No, I know, but I agree. I, I honestly agree because um, when you're when you're playing against a guy like Hakimi, like you can't have, like again, Leal doesn't track back and tail's always pushing up. So you literally, you'll get burned every single time. Um and I think, like, if, if even if, like, against a Juve, like a Chiesa, he could burn you too if he's playing that right wing back role, right? So it's kind of, I, I to be honest with you, I actually totally agree with that point. Um, I'll send it over to Mike next and kind of see what, what he says. But I actually think that, uh, that that makes complete sense to me. Makes 100% sense because our left side is arguably the strongest in terms of the wings. You know, Teo, like we said earlier, likes to push up. So, therefore, you sacrifice essentially, not essentially, literally a defender. And if Leao is being lazy on the wing, our left side is completely non-existent because we know how Teo is when he pushes up. It's either some great run, he has a chance on goal, he scores, or we end up scoring because he distributes the ball. Or he loses it, and it's an insane counterattack. So if you have Leao also being lazy on that left side, he can't. And that's why today I was a little confused. I think Pioli took a big risk with it. It ended up working out, and it kind of sucked you know, when Rebic got hurt. But realistically, Rebic has to be the left mid, and um, Leao's got to be the striker. Yeah, like... Work. Because yeah, Leal, Leal, like I know, like yeah, his pace on the wing is great, but I th- sure he, he, I would rather him start central and drift to the left rather than him start on the left and kind of have to force his way into the middle because I don't think he's capable of that. Yet. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Um, and then Arnaud also said that uh, his stupid agent Raiola would not renew the contract unless we offer some insane salary. Are you talking about? Uh, yeah, you talking about Romagnoli? He's with Raiola too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate. Problem is, is Raiola, like I, I think Umbi like loves him to be honest, but I think <laughs> that's what uh, I aspire I, to be. Are you joking? Yeah, hey, listen, not Janino. He's a, yeah, he's, he's freaking he's a Janino merchant. Actually, to be honest, I kind of I kind of wish Maldini. I would love to be a Janino merchant. No, <laughs> no, honestly, man. I, to be honest, I don't know if you guys caught this, but um, like uh, that fist pump by Maldini in the stands after the match that got me fired the up. Hug, the hug, the fist the hug. Pump, the hug. It shows I the same. Guys. I got the same vibes from when uh, Teo got the winner against Lazio when they were celebrating. Yeah. Same vibes. Yeah. I love that though. Like I, when they showed Maldini, he had like it was a double fist pump, like two fists in the air. He's analyzing. Like I'm analyzing. I it. love it. Though. I love it. I love it. Pump, looked at Masada, freaking COVID hug, and then freaking and then he uh, <laughs> and they get a COVID hug with uh, Gazidis too. He's he's a he's a bald merchant and freaking hey. next Luther over there. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. He's part of Milan now. 
That's why since, he since, we're on the, since we're on the topic, you want to know why it's working upper management? Because everyone knows their role. Gazidis issue, I don't know fully, but I know enough of it at Arsenal. He was too in tune with the player purchasing and the technical stuff in terms of the actual football. Whereas I think, and it's clearly showing, his strong suit is in the business branding, marketing type area. Because he's just really good at making a global brand. As you see, the deals he's been striking with me on, like, okay, it's cringe, but it's business. Like, the Fortnite thing. Like, it's it's stupid for us, like, people. But, like, you know it does a lot of stuff. Um, the stuff with Rock Nation. Like, that's some that's stuff we would have never done in the past. No, and I know exactly. at the end of the day, yeah. we're, all guys, we're all guys who are more... Um, concerned of what happens on the pitch rather than off the pitch because we always only care about the results. But as we said earlier in today's day and age, what happens off the pitch in terms of the club brand um, truly does affect what happens on the pitch because, you know, um, it helps you get more money, which means to sign more players and all that kind of domino effect. So Maldini overseeing the technical stuff with um, Milan's head scout. I can't believe I'm blanking out his name. If you guys remember his name. Mukada, yes. Thank you, yeah. And then Masada, whatever the hell he does. I know he just smiles when we sign players. But he's clearly doing what he does. He does something. uh, (laughs) He does something. And Gazidis, he knows his role. And that's why it's working. We don't have four guys trying to do the same role with Leonardo, Maldini, Mirabelli. So, like, no one knew it was a clown show. Chairs are being thrown at Casa Milan at 11 o'clock at night. At least everyone knows has a position and they're doing it well. Yeah. So it's being reflected on the pitch. So yeah, Alan, Alan, I'll see. We're gonna wrap this up soon, but Alan said he's scared of Leo's laziness. And he reminds me so much of Niang. Yeah, hey, but hey, bang bang Niang, come on. Hey, you know what? Niang's career would have changed if he didn't hit the post of Barcelona. No, Niang was too busy jumping off a roof into a pool. That's oh, his remember issue. that? Remember that? No, that or, so or how we told, or how we told the police officer once he got pulled over that he was um someone oh my, else. Oh my oh, god, what's his name? Somebody else. else. Oh my god, that was peak Traore. 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 Oh my god, dude, that was like that was I during the Milanello up, Twitter account. I want to look up. Yeah, Milanello was a legend. He was a legend at that Twitter guy. Honestly, I wonder where he is now. But he was a he was great in the band, especially in the like really dark uh, banter era. I looked yeah, up. I'm looking up on point, Alan. That's a good point. I'm scared of that happening too. I think Liao definitely has a lot more skill, promise, potential, hype, all those kind of things. But good rapper too. And no, shut up, he's terrible. None no, of he's, he's, he's decent. He's decent. Better than the uh, what's the other guy? Who was the other rapper, Luca, that you mentioned? Oh, it's he's uh the um, Golini. He's better than Golini. Yeah, it's Golini. He's better. No, no, I actually don't mind Golini too. He's actually not that bad. No, Leal is better than Golini. Leal's decent, and so is Pier Golo. His name is Golorius. <laughs> oh God. Um, and just that Newt says that should fly and meet a belly of Gino so you can slap his head on the press conference. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you guys remember when, when Don Ruben's account got hacked and he tweeted, uh, I got a Hakarajo Sumio account, cute official. Remember that? Hakarajo. Hakarajo Sumio Social. Sumio account, cute social, he said. Man, those talking about those times, actually, like it's hilarious, but also sad at the same time. Um, you think, no wonder you had won nine Scudetti in a row. They figured they're, they're against a bunch of clown show management everywhere. Like yeah, they're Inter, facing like, Italians. Even Inter, like, what the heck were they doing? They had the potential to uh, potenza di, di soning or whatever the hell they freaking said. Pot- potenza di soning. Potenza, potenza. Potenza um, <laughs> Hey, remember that one guy, and I think it was Dubai, We Are So Rich? 
we are sorry. Hashtag we are sorry. Hashtag. Um, no, this is a good, honestly, this is a, every time we always say, you know what, 40 minutes, 40 minutes, it always turns to over an hour. Yeah, um, I messaged you saying, I know, I know, I know. Minutes. Yeah, but you know what, though, when, when you start, it's warranted. No, it's warranted. Honestly, guys, I, I had a really good, I thought it was a really good discussion, really good chat. I want to say thanks to, you know, Andrew, um, Newt, Mark, Alan. I want to say thanks to them because they asked, like, you know what, there were some great Sikar questions. As well. Yeah. Wait, who? Sikar? Simon Simon Carr. Yeah, I, I like Simon Carr. Kier and Carr and whatever. I like Simon Carr and, and Roman Roly. Chalha Goglu. Chalha Logo. Honestly, honestly, Marco, just, just stick with Hakan. Just stay Hakan. Just stay Hakan or Simon. Simon, yeah, Simon. Simon. Um, or, or just say kebab. No, but in, in all in all seriousness, though, and I don't know if you guys you guys follow Hakan on Instagram, but man, whoever God, no. whoever his photographer is, like whoever gets the pictures, they're always fresh. I don't know if you yeah, notice the quality of the photo. He's worried about the wrong thing, dude. Yeah, I guess. Um. Okay, you know what? It's dinner time here in, uh, in Eastern time zone, so we'll um, we'll wrap things up. I want to say thanks to everybody who tuned in, and thanks everybody who's going to tune in, um, not live on Apple Podcasts. Just uh, some TMG news: we officially launched our website earlier today before the match. Uh, it's linked in our bios on Instagram, Twitter. Please go check it out. Um, it has everything. It has our podcast links. It has all of all of our alternative commentary videos are going to be on there. Um, it has like you know a little bit about us, and and also too, if you ever want to write for us, uh, I kind we kind of made um like an open blog kind of thing. So if you want to write for us, write an article, uh, opinion editorial, you let us know. You contact us through the contact thing in the website. You let us know. You write it. We'll post it. Um, it's kind of a, a good thing to, like, to keep it engaging with Milanisti. So, you know, if you're ever interested in that, you know, toss us a DM on Twitter, uh, Instagram, or uh, on the website. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn as well. So, uh, you know, to Marco, Umbi, and Mike, uh, it was really good chat. I, I, I'm looking forward to when we do it again in a couple of weeks before the. I'm looking forward to more Romagnoli slander. I've been looking forward to this ever since. No, been on that. Okay. I've been on that. You guys have been defending. Luke has been defending him. El nuestro capitano, el capitano. Capitano, que solo un capitano. We spit on face of people that don't respect me, Juan. Simon Carr. Simon uh, Carr. Akan Chanologu. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, Forza Milan, and we'll see you next episode. Ciao, guys. Thank GG's, boys.